This is an ABC podcast. Are you ready to bang on? I am ready to bang on. Hello, Governor. Are you ready to bang on? Ready to go. (laughs) Would you like that? Yeah, I can do that. Please, sir, some more. Please, sir, can I have some more? Some more hot takes, please. In it. Hang on. Hello, Zach. Hello, Miv. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Can I just put it at the front of Bang On that today is going to be a hot grab bag of beautiful, strange, weird, wonderful shit from the week, and that's yeah. why we're here. Well, yeah, that's it. I mean, we never we never profess that we come here with any kind of order or um, <laughs> logic. Yeah, or logic when it comes to what we talk about, but it's always the the key, the core things that you need to know about this week. And they can come from anywhere, and that's what we're here for. We're like the, the conduit, aren't we, for all your, your best bits of info. I'm just looking down at the list of what we've got to talk about and the core <laughs> the core things. It's all yes. over the it's all over the shop this week. <laughs> and we love that. We love that because that is life. That is us. That is bang on, all over the shop. That is music, art, life stuff. There is a lot of stuff this week. And we are so stoked to be back with you once again, particularly when we continue to live the very definition of hot. Mm. Uh, Not as much as a 600-kilogram walrus (laughs) hanging out in the fjords of Norway, though. Thank you for introducing me to Freya, who is having the hot girl summer. That's right. Thanks to that article in Junkie who says, Freya the walrus is sinking boats and living up her hot girl summer. Freya is... A 600-kilogram walrus, and she's been sunning herself uh, in an Oslo fjord. Yeah. Uh, apparently ruining things wherever she goes, just sinking boats, getting on them, <laughs> moving around. Like she loves she loves a holiday on a yacht, and that's what we all aspire to, and that's Freya how I would love <laughs> to spend my summer. And she's just basically forcing her way onto these expensive yachts, <laughs> just lying on them, lazing on them, and then destroying them as only Freya could. She's been named after the Norse goddess of beauty and love, it seems. Um, she's become a Norwegian celebrity, and apparently she's been up to this since about July 17. She's been in Oslo, mm. which is the capital, and she's just been causing chaos, a ruckus, wherever she wherever she tends to flop. Because when she flops, <laughs> a bit like me, when I get on the couch, it's hard to get off because you love it and you're heavy and you're in it and you, you, you're, just, you're just sinking in. So apparently she sunk a few small boats under the weight of her beauty, uh, according to this junkie article. And I am, well, like as you said, Freya is all of us and I cannot believe what you've just alerted me to and that is the webcam of Freya. I'm watching her right now. You can see Sinking her a boat. 24-7. And I will put it out there that Freya sleeps 20 hours a day, so you are going like to largely see her laying on the back of some poor person's boat. You can see people. I just was watching it earlier and the people just are cruising up to close to her on a jet ski she's, just to check out what she's, she's doing. She's just moving around right now, moving around, just moving from one spot to the other, getting a better bit of sun. It's the kind of slow TV I love to see, though, you know, just yeah. watching a 600-kilogram walrus flopping on a tiny little boat mm. um, in, in some sort of what do you call them when pe- when docks when boats dock what a, 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 a marina a ma- uh, ma- marina marina <laughs> oh look look how well we'd go in posh society a marina no a marina sort of an ancient marina you could say we just say exposed a our working class upbringings <laughs> what is it called a marinara 
So yeah, if you want to watch that, I will put it in the show notes. It's pure joy. It's and, awesome. Uh, it I'm did, watching it now. Look, everything reminds me of Norman, but the 20 hours of sleeping a day <laughs> and her just flopping there, I was like, I'm just looking at Norman now. So whenever I'm missing Norman, I'm just going to watch a bit of Freya on the live stream at work. It's so beautiful. Oh, it is so beautiful. And, and she is all of us. And um, I think we should all embrace a bit of Freya attitude as we head into our, hopefully our warmer climbs. Just flop yourself around wherever you want. Mm. Get it out. Out there, yeah. Put it in the sun. Break some things. Yeah, with break your, some things with your with your be- with the, the weight beauty. of your beauty. The, the weight, weight of, of your beauty. beauty. I love it. Yeah. The other big story this week um, that everyone's been talking about, if you've been curious about the incredible mystery of the Summerton man, oh, yeah. is that apparently his identity has been revealed. Now, I want to explain if you've never heard of this case before. It's just, pretty interesting, isn't it? It's so fascinating. And I've got to say that I only found out about it in recent years, even though it is an age-old mystery dating all the way back to the 1st of December 1948. Basically, this unidentified man was found dead on this day in Summerton Park Beach, just south of Adelaide, and he had no identification on him. What he did have was a printed scrap of paper found months later in the little fob pocket of his trousers, which said tamem shud, which means it's a Persian phrase, which means is over or is finished. And that scrap had been torn from the final page of a copy of a poetry book uh, as well called Rubayat of Omar Kayam. So big mystery about who this guy is. Mm. There was no information about where he'd come from, no idea on him. And recently there's been a kind of search to to figure out the answer to this mystery in finding his DNA and, and tracing his DNA. But also over the last 10 years, a University of Adelaide researcher called Derek Abbott has been doing his own research and he has revealed who the Summerton man is. Mm. Do you want to know? I found out yesterday, so I do know, and I've got to say, a little disappointing. Because <laughs> everyone's like, he's a spy. A Russian spy. Well, there was talk that he was a Russian spy, and, and it and got down to the point shit. where they actually identified a particular Russian who it may have been, but that Russian was living in Russia at the time, still alive. Mm. So there's been all sorts of talk, um, and the fact that he had clothes with no labels on them mm. as well, uh, everything had been taken off and then had someone else's name on those clothes, mm. all sorts of weirdness. And now we found out he might just be a fairly ordinary, regular kind of guy who, I don't know, do they know the cause of death? I don't know if they know the cause of death yet, but his name is Carl Webb. He's a 43-year-old engineer and instrument maker. He was born in Footscray, mm. so he's actually from Melbourne. Melbourne. And he was married to a woman who had he'd separated from and she was living in South Australia. So maybe he was going to visit her or try to win her back. But they still don't know why he died and they still don't know how he got there. Like there's still a lot of mysteries around this. Mm. I still think he's a spy. I want him to be a spy. I, I want him to be far more glamorous and than... than <laughs> Sadly, what he might not be, um, and no no disrespect, obviously, and I don't want to speak ill of the dead, but yesterday on Twitter were you watching as it was unveiled and so many people were making comments about 
who he might be really and there, there a lot of a lot of people were saying he looks like the real estate agent who's just turned up to to open the door to a two bedroom flat in Bondi <laughs> yes. like there's all that going on because they on reconstructed Twitter. what he would have looked like yeah. as well from this DNA yeah. which was phenomenal Handsome. and there is something to be said about that you know the the deliciousness of a mystery and when it's solved and sometimes you're like oh I kind of wish I could just go back to not knowing mm. there's part of you that's like I need to know I need to know and then you realise after you do know the mystery was, was you know, that was the thrill. That was yeah, part of it. Yeah. He's become part of pop culture too. I don't know. If, I think that I might have banged on about it a couple of years ago, but Holly Throsby, who's a fantastic novelist, also a singer-songwriter, she wrote a book called Cedar Valley a couple of years mm. ago, and it's a fictional book, but she kind of wove in a character that very much tips a cap to the Summerton man. Yeah. There's a character that rolls into town, yes. sits down outside a shop and, and dies. dies. I remember that that book. It was a great book. Such a great read and I loved that. So I thought of that. And also, of course, if you're a fan of the drones, Tamem Shud is their little reference. So he's someone that's captured the imagination of many Australians over many, many decades. And now we find out that he is an engineer and instrument maker, spy, from Footscray. He could still be anything, really. I mean, we know this stuff, but no one knows anything about it. There's just such a mystery in the way that he was found with nothing but that poetry. And wasn't he sitting up as well? Exactly. Weird yeah. kind of thing. Hey, oh, just FYI, Freya just rolled over. <laughs> Got a bit of sun on her under underbelly. Sorry to change the subject. I'm obsessed. <laughs> In other news, one of our other favourites, other than Freya and the Summerton Man, Michaela mm. Cole, it's been revealed she has been cast in the brand new Black Panther movie. The Marvel Universe returning with a sequel. Wakanda Forever is what it's called. And Michaela is going to be a combat warrior named Aneka. Oh my God. I saw the trailer and I Tell got me chills. More. She looks amazing in this. Powerful. Shaved head. Her beautiful eyes just look incredibly striking in her costume with huge shoulder pads, of course. Yeah, love the shoulder pads. Well, apparently in the comic books, and we don't know too much about this film other than the teaser trailer, which I will put in the show notes. She's only in there for a split second. But according to what we know so far, as of the last couple of days, Aneka is a battle instructor who trains female warriors to prepare for the Doom War, which in the 2010 comic book storyline sees Wakanda's throne challenged. So she's preparing for a doom war. Mm-hmm. I don't know whose side she's on, but she's a battle instructor and she's in the new Wakanda forever. And the whole thing, the whole little teaser trailer just looks like an incredible celebration of black women. Mm. Again. Yeah. In that first bit in the movie in Black Panther, do you remember that at the start where it was just all these powerful warrior women? Incredible. Well, of course, in the time since the last Black Panther, Chadwick Boseman, who played the lead role, yeah. Um, has died. He sadly died after suffering cancer. And they kind of reference that in this teaser trailer Mm. as well. So he's obviously not in the film, but also there seems to be just this rise of incredible black female power um, more than ever before in Wakanda Forever. And I'm here for it. I'm so excited for this. It looks phenomenal. I know. I think I'm a bit done with the Marvel Universe, to be honest, but I don't mind this. (laughs) Too bad, because there's more coming. (laughs) I, I don't mind this angle on it. You know, there's there's so many of them now. I don't even know what means what. Yeah. But this one is a good one. Well, Black Panther was tremendously successful as well and just so fun to watch. So yeah. I'm really excited for that. Yeah. Do you 
remember in the sort of 40s, Zan, when there was a lot of dislike of women, particularly the likes of Anne Hathaway. Mm. Do you remember that vibe? Oh, 100%. On her? She was, she was considered a, a, a goody two-shoes of sorts, a little bit theatre kid trying to impress and please everyone. Well, that was what we were told via the media, mm. uh, that that was the issue. I, I interviewed her a couple of times during that time and she was delighted. Mm. Really nice woman. Um, there's an interesting article in The Independent. Anne Hatha Hate was rooted in misogyny and a new generation aren't standing for it. Meg Walters is the journalist who's written this piece and it is actually interesting. Uh, she posits that stars such as Hathaway are being celebrated now and also reappraised by a younger and far less cynical generation. The Zoomers. The Zoomers. Apparently they're up for a bit of Anne Hathaway in their life, which I'm all for, but it's an interesting tale of how media have portrayed women, how they've presented women to be a certain type and then devalued them because Mm. of it. Mm. And there was a lot of that with Amy Winehouse, Mm. I think. She was portrayed as as an alcoholic, difficult, complex woman who was just a mess, you know. So they portrayed her as that. And we know that that wasn't the case. And I think a reassessment of of people like Anne Hathaway, a reappraisal, I guess, of of who they are and how they were portrayed at the time is happening. Mm. I think this is quite interesting whether or not – and also I think what makes this interesting is that we have a position on whether or not we like certain women – and how they present, like, what's that about? It doesn't seem to go the other way, does it? It doesn't seem to go with blokes, with male actors in terms of how we, you know, yeah, whether we give them the cosign. And also that that sort of you can almost see when someone's climbing up that mountain of fame, which Anne Hathaway was, you know, she'd done The Princess Diaries, which was hugely successful, and then she was in The Devil Wears Prada, which was a massive movie, Mm. a massive hit. And you can almost guess that it's like, oh, people are going to turn. Yeah. I can see it happening. Don't get too full of yourself. Don't get too ahead of yourself when you accept awards. Don't be too sincere, which yeah. is referenced in this piece. Yeah. It's almost like, you know, you can you can market to the second when that's going to happen. And it always does happen. And I think it does happen more with women, but I think it happens largely with, with a lot of famous people that we feel the need to take people down a peg mm. uh, if we think they've gotten too big for their boots, even if it's got nothing to do with who they are or what they stand for. Yeah. But this misogyny is interesting, I think, because... I sort of read this and I think that I saw, you know, I take a um, I take a step outside of the bubble and go, I can see why you're writing this. It is about things that are very hot right now, that's mm. hot, which is reassessing our own reactions to um, to certain people. And I think that, that I do distinctly remember the Hather hate and how it was just this all in like, oh, yeah, we all hate Anne Hathaway. Yeah. And never, never went kind of, why? For no real why reason. Why do we like it? Oh, because we've been told that she's annoying. So it became this sort of snowball effect. And why is she annoying? Because why is she she's annoying? nice and she she was seemed to please herself and others and she was proud of what she did. It was almost like that chemical thing that happens when you're in high school and there's just sort of this like growing trend of like we, we feel this way because we all feel this way as a group and that happened on a kind of global pop culture it's scale. It's bullying. Yeah, it it's is. It's essentially bullying. It's so weird. So there's part of this article that addresses that because for those who experienced it, we're like, oh, that's right. And like we've said before about this, you know, reassessment of our own reactions mm. to people like Britney Spears, to people like Madonna, to a lot of other women through our lives, those kinds of think pieces are very hot right now. But I do think that Meg Walters, who's the author in this I think that she kind of betrayed some of her own internalised misogyny in this piece as well. Like she referenced Taylor Swift, who's also one of the kind of goody two-shoes types that is referenced in 
um, this piece. And the way that she describes Swift is she's experimented with a number of personas and talks about, you know, her sunny country pop persona drawing backlash, her broody badass in reputation, you know, the shiny pink-hued lover sort of era, and then this embracing a more, quote, authentic version of herself, they were my quotation marks, Mm. when she released Folklore and Evermore, which kind of emphasised that heartfelt songwriting over the more bombastic production that she'd been responsible Mm. for. And again, I take a step back and go, well, we don't apply this same scrutiny to male entertainers. Yeah, and we don't talk about that. their personas. We don't talk about men and their different, you know, embodying different personas and whether or not that, that shows them as being shallow or. And this undercurrent of authenticity at every turn. We're never questioning that or rarely questioning that mm. with male entertainers. You know, what you can and can't be, this one idea of authenticity, which is in this regard, referencing, you know, folk music or guitar, guitar music. and a microphone. Like why isn't making a shit hot, <laughs> crazily hot produced, expensive sounding album, why is that not authentic? No. If the stories are authentic, why is it this sort of binary idea of what authenticity is? And I think that that bar is just set way higher than for men. She only references one man in this article too, and I know it's an article about female entertainers of a certain era, but I think that in order to balance it, I would have liked to have heard her talk about more men who have experienced Mm. this. You know, she references Andrew Garfield, who's another kind of cheery theatre type, but it sort of doubles down on this idea, which I think she's trying to quash, but she ends up confirming mm. that earnestness is a female trait. Yeah, And I just, I'm not having it. Like, no. I think it just sort of feeds into that. And and I do think, I don't know, think, I don't even know if she realises it, but I just sort of picked up on that and went, oh, now, come on, you're just feeding us the same shit. Like, yeah. you're giving us the same examples. Yeah. So I don't know how I feel about this piece. Yeah. it's Look, I think it's good that we're, we're thinking about it, but you're right. She she does double down on exactly the thing that she's trying to yeah. explain isn't fair. Yeah. And um, what I do love, though, is that she mentioned uh, Drew Barrymore, who, because Ernest is in now, all the, all the little Zoomers are not into people being ironic and cynical and all of that they they want they want everything to be you know on the surface and pure joy and i don't know if you've seen drew barrymore's recent videos that she posts in the rain in the rain <laughs> just getting excited about being in the rain and did if you, you have the opportunity get out in the rain but have you seen the window one the window one oh. is phenomenal like if you're not following drew barrymore on social media and you've got your phone in front of you right now Open up your apps, follow her. She will bring you joy. I've always loved Drew. I've been obsessed with her my whole life. And I'm loving this new phase in her life where she's just embracing everything, including knocking out a window and letting the light in. A secret window and letting (laughs) the light in. There's a window in here. And all the people, I love that she shares all the people taking the piss, lovingly taking the piss and just celebrating this OTT earnestness because Mm. she's in it and she's unapologetic about it. Drew Barrymore's like, finally my time has come. (laughs) (laughs) She's always been like this. She's always been a ray of sunshine. So now she's like, 2022, the era of earnestness, I'm here. I'm here, this is me, this is my time But men are earnest too, I just want to say that. Men are earnest too. They can be, And, and I think it devalues men to think that they can't be earnest and they can't enjoy a moment and they can't and they can't feel proud 
and they shouldn't show all of those things. I is think your, it's, it's unfair. Do you think it's that thing of like emotional versus professional? Like it's that yeah, there's absolutely. that kind of undercurrent as well. It's like, oh, absolutely. she's just getting too emotional. Yeah. It's almost like get back in your box. You're too emotional. Yeah, too emotional. There's something too undermining about it. Showing isn't too there? much of yourself. Yeah. yeah. Oh god. Don't 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 give away all your cards. Do you want to get fired up like I did reading this article? Yeah. It is really interesting. Yeah. But it kind of um, made me think even more about the next level of of of, of all the things that have been swirling around in our heads and some. Sometimes mm. when we share them, we don't actually know where they're coming from. It's just exhausting too. Like we have to, we have to watch. You're out. going back to Freya, aren't you? Yeah. Just watching her. But we have to. <laughs> oh, actually, I'm checking in, checking in. Oh, she's she's still in the same position. Good girl. Um, yeah, we just have to watch ourselves at every point. You know, are we annoying somebody because we we found joy in something. Like fuck off, I'm done. Yeah, I just want to enjoy it. Yeah, too old to worry. Live, laugh, love, myth. <laughs> Dance like nobody's watching. All of that shit. <laughs> Hang in there. Everything, etc., etc. Oh God, it's happening. <laughs> we are. We're inspirational quotes. We are that. We are those women now. I like it. Bring it on. Follow the tiny tug. That's our bang on phrase. Yeah, Follow the beautiful. tiny tug. Zan, are you familiar with the term vabbing? I wasn't until you sent me this article. Oh, you didn't see all the stuff in the previous <laughs> week. It's been going off on TikTok, women talking about vabbing. What is vabbing? Well, vabbing is where you... Okay. <laughs> um, not safe for work, shall we say? Just a little warning. I don't, I don't know how many people listen to bang on on the work speaker, but... Um, I think they listen in their car. Yeah. But, you know, like the vagina is a part of the body. Let's, yeah. let's just discuss. Absolutely. We don't normal. need to give any content warning. No. Um, uh, someone put a TikTok video in saying how they decided to vab before our date and the date was the hottest date that she's ever had. Ooh. And she, what she's done is basically put her secretions in the perfume spots. So from, secretions from the vag yes. in the perfume spots, behind the ears, on the wrists. Right. It's called vabbing. Okay. Apparently. Okay. I'd never heard of it either. No. Until uh, <laughs> last week when this went off and everyone's laughing about it going, no, don't do it, don't do it. But then I found this article on The Conversation which lends a certain sort of um, intellectual weight, I guess, to the story and it's called Vaginas, Pheromones and TikTok. What is the strange new trend of vabbing? And this actually goes into a rather complex study of, I, I guess, some of our fears around the vagina and, and prejudices and prejudices yeah. around the vagina. And it's actually really interesting. I love this piece. I thank you for sending it to me and I will put it in the show notes because it is, you know, kind of this like, well, the the reaction of vabbing has been criticised as an act of desperation, seen as another tool of patriarchal oppression in which women are taught to value their self-worth by their ability to sexually attract men. People talk about it as being unhygienic and disgusting. Um, but it kind of draws back and the article draws back to this idea that there has long been a disdain for the vagina's smell, that they're viewed as unhygienic, dirty, contaminating. There's so many different products you can get. Fem- We've been sold feminine that hygiene, rubbish. The fresh, freshen up, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And, 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 as, and, you know, the byproduct of that and the undercurrent of that is that it's, you know, something shameful. It's meant to be hidden and fixed or mm. bleached even worse, yeah. you know, all of these things. And it creates this whole market of things like so many beauty products of make you feel shit about yourself and then you'll pay more to make it, quote, unquote, better. Well, they're made they're made. Feel pro- confident. Yeah, they've made up products that you don't need. But the the result of vabbing, whatever you think about it, the this article argues is that it shows that the vulva and the vagina 
and their functions are now out and proud. Mm. And I kind of love it for that reason. Also, can I just draw your attention to, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but I distinctly remember going into some certain nightclub or club bathrooms and you could get, you know, you can get like the, you know, you can put in a couple of coins for, not anymore, but, you know, in the olden days. Mm. I'm old. Uh, coins for, for condoms. tampons or condoms. Yeah. I remember seeing once one where you could get like a pheromone spray, Ooh. which is interesting because it's like it's just blanket, like, you know, no name pheromone. Mm. How do you know? Pheromones are supposed to be things that attract you to other people yeah. for reasons. This is just like a bottle of pheromones. But this idea has existed before. Yeah. So the idea of literally bringing your own pheromones up into a place which is a bit, bit more accessible than, you know, down hidden into your undies um, mm. is not that crazy. It's not that wild. They've been using it for uh, cats for a long time, Zan. I'm not sure if you're familiar <laughs> with the product called Feliway, which I'm, I'm I love sure, Feliway. I'm sure we won't get in trouble for, for announcing here on the, on because it's the ABC. But you've it's got an a, anxious cat. You know you've what got an Feliway anxious cat, is. You plug in a pheromone bottle mm. diffuser yeah. for cats and apparently it calms them down. It's oh, a, absolutely it's a calming it. pheromone. So I think we're all very well aware of, of the power of pheromones. We can't smell them. I can't smell yours and you can't smell mine and yet they sort of work, I think, I'm not sure if it's scientific, but on a subconscious level that's how you find your mate Yeah, or how you like your mate. It's not and proven but I do think that people believe in it and I do believe that people are biologically drawn to one another. Absolutely. And I think smell is a part of it. And we're just, we're, we're We've just kind of lost that sense. Animals have got it. Yeah. Still, but we've lost it. So. Maybe we should go a further step and just start spraying things. <laughs> <laughs> you just got such a visual then, oh didn't my you? God, I can just see you with your bum up. Because you know when cats spray, like their tail goes. <laughs> she's up, she's out of the chair and she's and showing me. <laughs> like, imagine doing that. Imagine that reminds me. Have you still got my black light that I gave you? Just look oh, for the to look for the cat wee. Yeah, yeah, I okay, do good. actually. <laughs> it's it's with all the other black lights that I got. When remember those first COVID tests came out and you had to look at them with a black light. I thought Zan's got a black light to borrow. That now I've got four. <laughs> So, yes, you can have sure that. sure that was a COVID test? I did not know those COVID tests. You didn't tests. do those COVID tests. No, <laughs> back in the early days, the very early COVID tests, you had to look at the result with a black light. Oh, my God. And they came with a black light. I thought, oh, this is good, isn't it? <laughs> I can see where the cats weed anytime, anywhere. I told you it was going to be a grab bag of beauty and strangeness <laughs> this week. Hey, before we get into your Just bang spraying. on. <laughs> Shake it off. Taylor Swift, another one who's often criticised for being too earnest. Shake it off. Maybe it has another meaning. Well, you've all brought it all together, haven't you? So beautifully. Before we get into your bang on, I wanted to, um, speaking of vabbing, dig into the bang box. Oh, okay. And well, just... that's literally what it is. Yeah. <laughs> just thank you so much for all your beautiful that was emails. That was, you, speaking of tying up the entire show, that just did it. I'm a radio professional. I love a segue. Uh, we get so many beautiful emails mm-hmm. and I Probably thank not you. today after today's chat. <laughs> We're like, come on, what is this? Guys, you've gone too far. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. <laughs> Just got a bit of an issue. Um, we, yeah, I thank you for every one of your emails that you send. Sometimes people just send emails just to say thanks, and that is so beautiful. Yeah. We love that and we appreciate it. People um, send bangbacks of stuff that you're enjoying, which we love too. And this week I got a question from Kat that I wanted to put to you because um, it it's something that I don't know if we have solved, so maybe you'll have an answer, Mifunway. Mm. Kat says, hey, Mif, hey, Zan. Firstly, thanks for the laughs. Thank you. Hopefully you're laughing at this week's episode. <laughs> 
Uh, just wondering if the vibe shift has happened yet. If it has, I guess I survived. I think about this a lot. Has the vibe shift happened or is it something that's personal and individual? Has there been a broad Cultural vibe shift? vibe shift. Yeah. I think so. It's so hard to know when you're in the hamster wheel of every day to day and you sort of, you, you know, we try to take a step back. Yeah. And articles like the Anne Hathaway, Hatha Hate, help us take a step back and mm. look back. But maybe, you know, even just looking at the last year as opposed to 10 years ago or 15 years ago, has the vibe shift I happened? think it's totally happened. I think it's happening and it's happened. Um, even today I was reading that Facebook is, is, is starting to run at a loss mm. for the first time ever. Things that I guess we predicted, that real the beginning of the disdain for social media mm. or the beginning of the the change from, from one thing to another, I think it's starting to happen in a concrete way. Mm. And I, I totally feel the vibe shift. I mean, Freya is the vibe shift. <laughs> A live webcam of a 600-kilogram walrus on a fjord in Norway is the vibe shift. She is the vibe shift. It's true. Yeah, and Beyonce's album is out in two days. That's the vibe shift. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. It just got leaked too. Oh, sad. So out now. Yeah, out now. <laughs> That's the vibe sad. shift. That's the vibe shift. Oh, no, there's still assholes. That's no vibe shift. People who want to spoil other people's fun. Um, I, yeah, I feel like it's happening. I genuinely do. I feel like... There's a real sense of change and I, I felt that with the change of government mm. too in, in this country but in, in many other countries as well. Mm. There's a real sense of um, accountability mm. and I think that's a definite vibe shift that we're in. What do you reckon? Yeah, I agree. I think that sometimes you can get caught up because bad news sells so you mm. sort of get clouded by that. But if you look back and maybe even just scroll back through the show notes – or just scroll to them for the first time Perfect, if it's yeah. you. I've, I've only been once and I'll never go again. <laughs> and look at the things that we're talking about, you know, week in, week out. There's, you know, there, there, there is a shift. That's a little kind of dot point of the things that we're reflecting on that mm. are probably quite different to stuff that we were talking about three or four years ago. Absolutely. And sometimes those really hard vibe shifts happen after a really crunchy, awful time. So some of that awfulness, um, I don't want to say is necessary, but is the catalyst yeah. It's a great change. Yeah. But we're still going, Kat. That's the thing. The vibe shift continues to shift. Yeah. Um, and it's just nice to be in it. Yeah. Thank uh, you for a great question. Yeah, that's a great question. Maybe we can ask. I, I like questions. Maybe we can ask each week uh, someone if they've got a question. And if it's good, we don't have to do it every week. But Hit us up in the bang box. Yeah. It's in the show notes. Yeah, that's a nice thing. Yeah. Ask us a question. Let us know if your vibe shift has changed. Yeah. Broadly. Personally? Personally. Would love to hear that. Oh, my vibe shift personally has changed so much. So much. New new person. New person. You are. This is your year. Oh, not really my year, but, you know, it's, I don't <laughs> Sorry, think decade. Any... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll take that. Um, yeah, I feel like, I, I feel like I've, I've left a lot of stuff behind. Yeah. And that's a great feeling. It's a really good feeling. How about you? Do you feel... Personally, there's a vibe. Yeah, I do. And I think it was hard to, from, from a personal level, but I think that Bang Fam will resonate with this a lot. It was really hard to know what was a vibe shift and what was the pandemic when we were, yeah. you know, in, in certain parts of Australia and the world in lockdown or just unable to see our friends. It's kind of like, is it me or is it the pandemic? Mm. Pandemic continues, obviously, but our freedoms are a lot different. And I think that now coming out of that and going, okay, what happens when I'm in now in this stage, mm. are those feelings still swimming there? And then I know it is something else that's going on and so my vibe is shifting in that, in yep. that way. Yep. And that's a good 
feeling of clarity. It's a good feeling of clarity. Speaking of people all over the world too, one of the other great things that I love seeing. Back. She's on her back. What am I? She's on her back. Oh, Freya. <laughs> Speaking of people all over the world and you're bloody back in Oslo. <laughs> I'm obsessed. I'm so pleased you sh- you sent me this link. Oh, she's oh. <laughs> she's flicked her tail. Yeah, it's just going to be staying open on my computer at work all day. Uh, a lot of people message us about listening overseas, and I think that just having that connection to a couple of dickheads back in Australia yeah. is, is enough, no matter what we talk about. And Aussie Lumbia uh, left a great review. We love reading your reviews on the Apple Podcast app yeah. or whatever app that you use. Thank you for everyone who takes the time to leave a review. She says, as an Aussie currently living in Colombia with everything that entails, from a different language to entirely different news coverage, I love my weekly updates. A laugh and hearing your Australian perspectives on life, art and, of course, fashion. Well, I'm glad that you enjoyed our Australian perspective on vabbing. Aussie Lumbia, I'm just going to assume that you vibed on that this week. Now, before I get into your bang on, one more quick PSA tonight, if you're listening on a Thursday when Bang On is published, is the finale for Neighbours. If you are like me and Miff, you grew up on Neighbours, I reckon it's worth tuning in even if you've only ever seen one episode because there are going to be uh, just stars galore and it really will show you what an incredible breeding ground this show has been over decades for some of the world's and Australia's greatest actors. So you're going to be able to see that tonight. I think it's at 7.30 on Channel 10 and I will be tuning in and watching and going, oh, my God, I forgot about that character. Will the dead people come back? <laughs> yeah, mate, I don't know. <laughs> it could be like quite psychedelic. I Zombie imagine. apocalypse. Like Bouncer's dream back in the late 80s. Do you remember that one? <laughs> when Bouncer the dog had a psychedelic episode? That was amazing. I think that's when they were going from Channel 9 to Channel 10 and the, and the people in the writer's room just – and people in the writer's room were people like Kate Langbrook at the time. They just lost it and went, let's go for gold. I love it. Let's go for gold. And they had, and, and the dog had a psychedelic <laughs> experience. This is what Neighbours has given us. I know, but I'm wondering if that's going to happen tonight and, like, they'll all come back, all the dead ones. There'll just be a whole litter of bouncers. <laughs> Not just not just the dead bouncers, but all the other characters that died off, remember? There was quite a few. I think there was like maybe 60 people that died over mm. the years. Um, and a lot of people that moved to Queensland. I'll yes. be looking forward to seeing them as well. Well, Jason and Kylie moved to Queensland. Everyone moved they? to Queensland. Yeah, Scott and Charlene, I should say. They yeah. all went to Queensland. They'll be back. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited too. So we'll be watching that and I'm sure we'll be banging on about that next week. What are you banging on about this week? <laughs> oh, this is beautiful. And I know I've banged on about Miriam Muggles many times. Um... But her new TV series is back on the ABC and I watched the episode that went to air this week. Mm. I think it was episode two. I haven't watched the whole series, but I will. And it's just great joy. It gives me great joy. It's Miriam Margulies' Australia Unmasked and she was talking in this episode about a fair go and, like, she's just wonderful. She can say whatever she wants. I'll laugh. And some of the comments that she said... <laughs> She's she was trying to discover like understand bogans in this episode and lines like they're the sort of people that like jet skis and that for me is the fucking end. <laughs> <laughs> but then she comes around and talks about how she, and she goes off to a a car you know what do they call it car where they squeal the tires burnouts burnout session mm. an organised burnout session and and she she discusses the fact that she was being a bit of a snob about bogans in Australia and and and. 
I, I just I just love her insight. Um, she has an amazing way of connecting with people too. That's what I watched the this week's episode as well, mm-hmm. and I loved it too. Big episode about class, and even just seeing the way that different classes of Australians saw themselves. And as she said, we all shit from the same hole in the end, don't we? Yeah, she's just a great leveller. But she just she just connects with people in such a, a beautiful way, a really direct way. I think that you can learn a lot by seeing how she interacts with people, just mm. to speak to every person this the same way, mm. really directly, hear from them, listen to them. Mm. Um, I loved it too. It's so yeah. funny. And geez, she's like swears like a sailor, doesn't I she? I absolutely love it. I love her. She makes me feel okay to be me. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well that yeah, it's on iView if you miss that episode, the first two episodes and of course on yeah. ABC TV on, on Tuesday Pure nights. Joy. Loving it. Uh, but also really in you know, really interesting in terms of a perspective on what Australia is right now. An outsider's now. perspective. Absolutely. For someone who's spent a lot of time in Australia as well. Um, Zan, what are you banging on about? I'm banging on about the best thing that I saw on the internet this week. Oh, and yes. fair warning, it will make you cry. Oh. I've just been watching and weeping to videos of Joni Mitchell who made her first appearance performing live a full set in more than 20 years over the weekend and at an iconic festival called Newport Folk Festival, which has been home to so many memories and history-making performances. Um, Joni first was there, I think, in 67, and the last time she played there was 69, so it's been a long time since she's been back. But, of course, Joni Mitchell, in case you missed it, has had a rough few years. You know, in 2015, she suffered a brain aneurysm. I remember seeing when that came through and I was just like, mm-hmm. I think I sort of gasped and stopped breathing because, of course, you see that and you're like, oh, my God, are we losing Joni? Mm. And from that, she had to relearn how to talk, to walk, had to relearn how to play guitar, which apparently she did by watching videos on the internet. Oh, wow. All of that. So to see her performing over the weekend as a part of a set called Brandy Carlisle and Friends, where the amazing Brandy Carlisle invited Joni some of her old bandmates, Joni's bandmates, Marcus Mumford, uh, Winona Judd and a handful of other great musos up on stage to perform and to see her not only sing and sound beautiful, a richness of voice that is shows her age but still absolutely spot on, but then also shred a guitar solo. Yeah. Yeah. Like knowing that she had to reteach herself how to play guitar was just filled my heart with joy. And, and the other – there's one particular video that I will put in the show notes where – it's kind of a close-up. It's Yeah, it's one of those times where you know how, like, you see people at gigs and they've got their phones up and you're like, oh, put your phone down. I'm actually so grateful that so many people yeah. filmed this because it means that we could see it on the other side of the world. Yeah. And there's one video from a fan where um, she's singing Both Sides Now. I love that song. Which, if you didn't know, is a song that she wrote shortly after she'd given up her daughter for adoption and moved from Canada to the US. Mm. She was 23. So she made a decision yeah. and that song is kind of about the life that you have as a writer, as a songwriter and how you are living a life but then writing about a life and can you do both? Mm. Can, you know, can you live in that world? And it's a devastating song. It is a devastating song. And she's singing it and as soon as she starts those opening lines, the whole crowd is just like, oh, my God. Yeah. But then you see behind her Winona Judd who lost her mother suddenly a couple of months ago behind and she's just so overcome and there's moments where she's looking up to to heaven and you can just imagine what she's thinking yeah and she's just overcome throughout that like she's they're providing supportive backing vocals but really letting Joni take to the stage mm. and then you see Brandy and she's just shaking her head 
Yeah. And neither of them can believe this is happening and I can't believe it's happening. And just the way and you just you get the full gravity of what Joni Mitchell is, was and always has been mm. in music. Yeah. Like it's just phenomenal. Yeah. So watch it in a place where you feel comfortable to cry because you will cry. Mm. Um absolutely beautiful. And I just feel so grateful to live in the time of Joni Mitchell yeah. and so grateful to see her perform again. I know. I'm so glad she's well. Oh, God. Well enough to do that. So beautiful. <sighs> we started with a walrus. We ended with Joni Mitchell. <laughs> what a week. <laughs> I like this week. Hey, next week, um, can we bang on about some books? Because it's RN's big weekend of books, yeah. so I'm setting you some homework. Oh, I know you've just you really, you really, you really, <laughs> I, you really think I want to read a book next in the week? No, I'm done with books. I don't want to open a book. I don't want to look at a book. I don't want to. <laughs> Miff's going to review a comic book. <laughs> I'm going to review a magazine. Oh, God. Who Weekly, 1997 issue, World's Hottest People. <laughs> Any, yeah, exactly. Anyone who's written a book, I bowed down to you. I didn't know. I didn't know. I, di- I just didn't know. You just got the Nam look in your eyes. <laughs> I've been there. Um, all right, I'll see you next week for a right. book review then. Yeah, yeah, no. No, I'm not coming in. I'm sick. <laughs> Bye, babes. Bye, I love you. on. Hi, I'm Angela Voipierre and I'm the host of Schmeichgeist, the new pop culture podcast from ABC Everyday. Every week we'll decode the biggest trends, some you're a part of and some you're not, to work out why we love what we love. Whether that's astrology, the carnivore diet, hate watching certain reality TV shows or dressing like a literal child. I make designer adult pacifiers and that's not something you hear every day. And we'll be answering the questions you didn't know you needed answers to, such as why a selfie's getting uglier. <laughs> I was just like, you know what, balls to the wall, the people need to see. There's a new episode out every Wednesday on the ABC Listen app. This is such a great joy for people. You've got to let people have this. Do you know how tough that world is out there? 